listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's episode 158 of the Lifted Life Podcast. Today we're talking about the mind-body connection. But before we talk about that, I was laughing as you did the intro because you almost said the Lifted Life mic test, didn't you? No. Oh. <laughs> so but when that's we, something I would say. When we um, put the headphones on, get get our game face on we do a quick mic test to make sure that you're hearing what we want you to hear and not hearing so many of the it's pretty devastating when you get going for a while and you look over and it's not recording hasn't happened to us too many times at all ever no but if it did it'd be really bad that's why we do the mic check to make sure so a lot of times we don't know what to say you know five six seven Mm -hmm. we do the counting you do the adele hello i do a lot of adele test hello every time not every most times <laughs> i should keep those so we can share those as bloopers now we have 80 times sylvia's saying hello um but sometimes when we're testing the mics you say this is the lift of life mic check yeah and then i always think you're gonna say it when you do this is the lift of life podcast you also do this like hand motion as i'm saying it like you're conducting yeah. me yeah and sometimes it's cool and sometimes i'm distracting <laughs> i do it when i say it uh-huh. So I've kind of just started to do it when, like, I get in this flow of yeah. this rhythm of it. Okay, enough silliness. Shenanigans. Back to serious business. Mm-hmm. Um, the mind-body connection. Now, we chose this topic for this week because we said for sure we can talk about this for 20 minutes. Easy. There's a few other topic ideas that came up on yesterday's walk when I said, hey, what are we going to talk about on this week's podcast? Technically, it was Friday. Two days ago. Two yeah, days ago. We thought about we were going to do it a day early. We were going to do it a day early, but we didn't. But we didn't. We were like, yeah, we'll do it at night. The weather's been really lovely, mid-60s, and I'm like, there's no reason to be up in this podcast room when we could be outside. And also to share, our son has been into cooking videos. Yes. Exclusively steaks. Not exclusively. Eh, pretty. Remember for a while, there was the rice, like, oh, yeah. tapioca. He was making okay. these Japanese recently he's been into steaks okay. and i've sat with him in his bed and watched this guy searing steaks and i guess somehow you picked up on it so when you went to the grocery store you brought some steaks home yes so he and i seared some steaks last night and it took too long so we couldn't do the podcast yeah but there's a lot of learning you guys made our yummy butter mm-hmm. compound butter compound butter put that on the steak basting the i steaks. didn't say compound butter because suddenly i realized is it possible compound is like a derogatory term? I hope not. I just try to be conscientious of that. So, yeah. well, if it is, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> to me, it's just butter with garlic and salt and pepper in it. But <laughs> so that's what we put on our steak. It was so good. If you've never put butter on your steak, highly recommend. I think it's called compound butter because there's lots of things in it, not like in on jail comp- butter. No, no that's okay. not. What I- <laughs> anyway, no, let's no. don't dig this any deeper. <laughs> Here's a shovel. Can you dig it, fool? Okay, so anyway, we didn't do the podcast today early. We are doing it regularly scheduled programming on Sunday. And this means nothing to them because they're all going to get it on Tuesday. I know, but a little bit of context of okay. the life. So we were on a walk saying, what are we going to talk about? And mm-hmm. we, oh, we can talk about this. We can talk about that. Mm-hmm. And usually it's like, yeah, but is that a whole show? Is that just one line? Like, here's something that happened to me. Usually it's like, can Sylvia talk about this for this long? <laughs> And then once we get to a topic that I know we can talk about for 20 minutes, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. And that was and is the mind-body connection, which I have been studying 
relentlessly for about the past two years. And I have in front of me two books of which I'm learning still, even though I've read them, I'm reading through them again. One is called Healing Back Pain, The Mind-Body Connection by Dr. John Sarno. And the other is a book also by Dr. John Sarno, MD, The Mind-Body Prescription, Healing the Body, Healing the Pain. And he shares in these books some amazing, revolutionary examples of thousands of people healing their chronic pain issues by resolving emotional conflicts. And uh, I've spoken on the show numerous times about my struggles and my journey with headaches and migraines. And um, I have found that much of his work lines up very well in truth for me in regard to how that pain manifests in my body. So uh, I just feel like when I learn something like this, it's so life-changing. It's definitely deserving of its whole own entire podcast episode 158. Here we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find this um, subject so fascinating because as you do your research, as you dig into this kind of stuff, for me personally, I'm like, yeah, that's that's true. That's very useful, and I believe it works like that. Mm Mm-hmm. On the same uh, vein, this is very hard to do. It's very hard to constantly um, be aware of what you're bringing in, you know, how you're emoting, you know, what you're storing away. Like to actually bring awareness around that is very difficult to do all the time. And I think it needs a lot of grace to yourself to know that this is a process. Right. It's not you read a book and then, oh, I'm healed. Right. There's so much to say about it. First mm-hmm. of all, the idea of something being psychosomatic, which means it starts in your head and then is created in the body. It sounds super counter counterintuitive to what you think you would hear. It's from, not only that, but yeah. also it's kind of offensive. Like you're telling me I'm doing this huh. to myself. Yeah. I would never do this to myself. You're telling me that it's all in my head, which yeah. is extremely offensive, whether it is a head based issue like anxiety or depression or a physical chronic issue. Now he first starts by talking so much about back pain, which I think is really interesting. He said before it was back pain, it was actually ulcers. And now it is my hypothesis that it's more chronic fatigue and migraines. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is there is a type of physical manifestation of a not feeling well that is societally acceptable. Mm -hmm. And many years ago, ulcers were it. Then for a while it was lower back pain and upper back pain and just types of back pain. And now it's more of a fatigue and headache manifestation of this emotional root cause that expresses itself in the physical, but it has to do it in a way that's believable by mainstream society. Acceptable. Acceptable. Mm -hmm. Like what's an acceptable. Just funny as you're going through those, I remember a grandparent maybe, or I was young, but them talking about someone having ulcer Yeah. and it being like, Oh, they have ulcers. Oh, that's horrible. They can't help it. Like, like this whole thing about, give them a break. They have an ulcer. Yes. And then as you said, back pain, I'm like, yeah, I remember someone having back pain. Like, yeah, their back hurts. They can't work. Yeah, tell me like, about what issue manifests for you, Tim, whenever you suddenly don't feel so well re- recently. What now? You. Like when you are like, I don't know if I can work or I can't know if I can do this or that. I'm not feeling well. I have. Headache? Yes. You've been mm-hmm. getting headaches more and I feel like it is. But it's the progression, right? It's like what society will accept as a um, ailment. But we're not consciously doing this, by the way. It's not like, what's what's the get out of 
jail free card an ulcer a backache yeah, no, or a headache that, no uh, yeah. it's not it's somehow subconsciously like it's we pick up on all of this information mm-hmm. and then this problem is made manifest mm-hmm. and his premise of this whole book um is that essentially there's one core emotion at the very root of all of it and it's repressed anger or rage and mm. There can be fear, there can be a slew of other emotions, but without being able to express something that's irritating or frustrating to you, um, it manifests as anger in the body. I was able to identify the feelings of frustration and disappointment, which to me are Mm -hmm. gentler words. They're like, oh, just a bit disappointed. Mm -hmm. When you say like anger and rage, those are, oh, well, that's scary, right? So for me, I was first able to toe step into this by being like well i'm just a wee bit disappointed mm-hmm. and instead like the core emotion is rage i am outraged so when we were discussing this mm-hmm. I, I told you in like two words what i thought it was for me and now i can't remember those two words but if i had to guess again i was going to guess it was like people getting away with something what? Not being held accountable. Like mm. doing but that's something. what out is making you feel rage. Right. Every single person will feel oh. rage from something. Something like, else, but they end at rage. Okay. Yes. So yeah, okay, for one person, that. it may be, how do they not care? People don't care enough rage. How do they not um, know this? How are they so ignorant rage? Whatever it mm-hmm. is, how could they do that? Any sort of um, frustration as a, like, like I said, it's a stair step of like, well, I'm willing to admit that I'm frustrated, but maybe not completely feeling rage about it Mm. Um, but his premise of these books um, are that that is the core emotion that unexpressed um, emotion in the category of anger and he does such a great job of explaining in the book uh, all the different symptoms that can become uh, can become pain from a repressed emotion and I just have been so blown away. I actually also uh, was a member or downloaded the app. You have to pay its a yearly fee uh, for an app called Curable, which it was founded based on so much of Dr. John Sarno's work, plus some other great um, therapists and things that they were starting to realize how needed um, a chronic pain app would be. And it, it combines powerful healing stories of people who have overcome their pain and Uh, the science behind it and what's so crazy is he talks about in his book how for some people simply knowing that it is a manifestation of an emotional cause their pain will literally just Mm. dissolve and some pain is more tricky it has more complex layers and it requires more knowledge and practicing of um of the new information and the new insights i think like you said in the beginning having the awareness that I'm creating this, I think that's a huge hurdle to get over for someone to be like, no, I've been trying to get away from this my whole life. And you're telling me that I created it. Like if you can't get past that, or I could see that being hard to get past. Yeah. And I think he said before he even would treat anyone, he would say, can you understand that this (laughs) is, and if they, if they're unwilling to even entertain that, um, then he says it's not a good fit. Yeah. And for someone who says, yes, I've, explored countless other doctors and medicines and surgeries and all of these things and still don't have 
any sort of relief, um, then yes, I am actually ready to believe the wildest thing possible that my subconscious has somehow created this as a protective mechanism, not because I'm broken or foolish, but because I um, needed it. So you're thumbing through that book, but I have a question. Yeah, I was just trying I, to find something. Can I ask the question or do you need to find you? <laughs> no, you're fine. So as we talk about this, and I had said before, I fully buy in. I believe that, that, um, that I'm creating my own reality. I believe that I'm creating all of these things, whether it be pain in my body or whatever. I believe that I'm the source of that. Yeah. I also believe that, um, we own a business where we tell people to take probiotics and it helps. Mm. So like I could see like, a, what was the word we use? Contradiction. Uh, where someone would say, well, wait a minute, you're telling me it's all in your head. I'm doing this all myself. But on the flip side, you're telling me take this to feel better. Mm-hmm. And ha- can it be both? Are mm-hmm. those contradictory or are they complementary? And I think my answer is that um, it's a complicated thing to know it and believe it's one thing, to, but be able to do it is another And I believe that like our probiotic, for example, is a tool Mm -hmm. to help you do better. I don't think it's going to cure you. I don't think it's going to cure anything, really. I think it's a tool to help you get on that path. Mm -hmm. Well, and to add to that, I would say everything is energy. Yeah. And specific to the kind of energy you need, it can help you along that journey Mm -hmm. or it can impede you. So there are times where we, there's certain medications, like when I was dealing with headaches and I had medication overuse headache, which means I had several headaches in a row. Mm-hmm. They were bad. I was taking more and more. And then it, suddenly I was dealing with like a rebound headache. Mm-hmm. And so that's the opposite of what I want, mm-hmm. which is not the energy I wanted versus when you are going out on a walk and, um, you know, you know that it's good for you because it's getting fresh air, sunlight, movement, and it's helping you move towards your goal, not away mm-hmm. from it. So what I went is looking for, I wanted to clarify that his premise in this book is that the pain is very real, but it is created from an emotional repression. But what he calls the pain is actually TMS, tension my- myositis syndrome. And basically it is caused by oxygen deprivation in the area where there is pain. But he's very clear to point out that it's generally harmless. He also is clear to point out it's good to rule out other issues. Like if you have lots of headaches, if you haven't ever gotten an MRI, maybe that's a good idea. Or if Mm. you have back pain and if you want to get some sort of picture imaging taken and clear out for other more serious issues. But oftentimes it points back to this TMS And he has a list of what he calls the daily reminders on page 82 of healing back pain. And he says, the pain is due to TMS, not a structural abnormality. The direct reason for the pain is mild oxygen deprivation. TMS is a harmless condition caused by my repressed emotions. The principal emotion is my repressed anger. TMS exists only to distract my attention from the emotions. Since my back slash head slash whatever is basically normal, there is nothing to fear. Therefore, physical activity is not dangerous. I'm going to stop there because that was a big part of the healing back pain idea is that so many people limit and restrict their activities because they associate, nope, it happened when I threw my, I threw my back out when I was lifting that box or Mm -hmm. then they associate it. But really he's saying often it's causation and correlation are not the same thing. It was a repressed emotion that made manifest at the perfect opportunity because uh, we're very smart 
people. People are smart, <laughs> smart beings. Um, I will not be concerned or intimidated by the pain. I will shift my attention from the pain to emotional issues. I intend to be in control, not my subconscious mind. I must think psychological at all times, not physical. So that's the list, like I said, as I quote from Healing Back Pain, The Mind-Body Connection, John E. Sarno, MD. Reminds me of once um, someone saying that pain is only an indicator. Mm-hmm. And it's to get your attention. Mm-hmm. It's not really, that's the only purpose it really um, solves. Well, re- another thing I have is pain is your brain's opinion. Mm. So if I'm dealing with some sort of a headache and then my kid suddenly falls down the stairs and I go running to save them or see if what they need or whatever, mm-hmm. the headache goes away momentarily because yeah. it has become less important. Mm-hmm. It's like if you twist your ankle, but suddenly you need to swoop somebody out of harm's way because traffic's coming. Your ankle is suddenly okay. Mm-hmm. Pain is your brain's opinion. And so I've used many mantras of pain is only my brain's opinion. I can help shift my opinion about this because pain can be really distracting from living your absolute best lifted life. It's hard to show Mm -hmm. up on a podcast if you have physical chronic pain. It's hard to go out and, you know, enjoy your life. And I'm not downplaying it either because I've been on both sides. I've had this conversation with you when you have a headache and try to tell you that and you're like, go away. And I've been on the converse side where I've had a headache and you try to work with me and I'm like, go away. So like I, the I, insights are really good and clear <laughs> when you're not in the, in the pain. Uh huh. But I think the point is to not get there. Right. Well, I, I do feel like I kind of want to share this part too, mm-hmm. that I've been continually committed to regular meditation. We've had numerous shows of this podcast about our daily routines about meditation specifically. And just to recap, Tim meditates every time, every day he wakes up, he does it, gets mm-hmm. it done, feels good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle to have that regularity, mm-hmm. um, pretty much am not drawn towards such things. And yet uh, I know I've seen the benefits in my chronic pain, in my headache or migraine issues from regular meditation. And so I just recently had even a bigger aha where just got, you know, shown very clearly that there are so many benefits for me um, as far as clarity on what matters most in my life, feeling good in my body and not having chronic pain uh, has been to meditate. And so I set kind of an audacious goal, which was not to meditate once a day, but instead to actually meditate at least twice a day but many times, four times a day. And I'm going to share with you when I do that. When I first wake up in the morning, my very first thought is create heart brain coherence, take some slow breaths, create an elevated emotion on purpose and intend to have a good day. Sometimes that lasts for 30 seconds before I fall back asleep, but I still feel like it's powerful. Then I have what I call an AM and PM meditation. So at some point in the day, earlier in the day, I meditate, just stop, drop and meditate. Sometimes it's only five minutes. It's slowing my breathing, holding still, creating an elevated emotion. Sometimes it's 20, sometimes it's five. And then I do the same thing in the evening or afternoon, just a a true sit sit down, stop, drop and meditate. And then one final one when I go to bed, uh, because I'm already laying there, I'm already quiet, I'm falling asleep. Why not just connect to the infinite and um, release everything that's heavy and not mine. And so I've been doing this nearly four time a day meditation and experiencing really amazing benefits. And I feel like that is, in essence, the power of the mind-body connection too, because I'm signaling to my body that it's safe and that I don't have to carry 
everything, that it's not my job to worry or carry about um, all of the world. Instead, I can just create this release moment. And that has been yet another powerful indicator of how the mind and body are so connected. And that, that he talks about in this his other book, The Mind-Body Prescription, how amazing is that, that word mind-body? It's become one word. Some mm. therapist or someone said, you know, it's really so related, it need, you know, so connected. It needs to be one word, not two words with a hyphen. So he was in, in awe of that. Um, I was going to add to the, as you mentioned, um, I have the routine I do. Um, and, you know, I'm a lot more rigid than you. I have a timer and I have four phases and, you know, I do it my way. But after kind of having conversations with you and about your recent experiences, I've found that it's, A, you can't do it wrong. And I do it my way, you do it your way, but you can't do it wrong. The fact that you're doing it is is enough. But also, like, I've normalized so many things that, like, hearing you share, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, I should try it that way. Like, there's lots of things that that you can pick up from a another meditator. I wouldn't (laughs) say a new meditator, but another one. So... If you're listening to this, like, yeah, I already meditate every day, I would encourage you to speak to someone else that's either just starting or doesn't, doesn't have to be just starting, just anyone. Anyone that's really excited about it right yeah. now. Like, and I wants wouldn't to share even, their experiences because it's not even that I just started, but I have started a newfound and with a newfound enthusiasm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and excitement. And there's times where I almost get up in the middle of a meditation because I've had like three insights and I'm like, I don't want to forget them. Uh, but also, I want more to come because I've Mm -hmm. just been sitting here like three minutes. Yeah. Uh, There's so much power for me in holding still because I am so busy and so fast moving and so fast paced and kind of like a busy bee or a chicken with no head or however you want to say it. Those are all good descriptors of me. And yet the power really does come when I hold still Mm -hmm. and I'm able to harness that energy and put it specifically into exactly what I want to put it into. It really helps me gain clarity on what matters most. And then I'm showing up in a whole nother way. And a beneficial side effect is that the headaches seem to be much better too, Mm -hmm. because it's just that reset button. There's times where I almost feel like I'm drifting into a nap. There are times where I drift into a nap, though not usually. Um, all of that feels like it has significant benefit for the, the pain receptors that for me seem to build because of emotions that are not fully understood or that are running in the background of my mind or my nervous system. Mm -hmm. That regular reset, um, has been really powerful. So if you're struggling with chronic pain of any variety, I highly recommend you check out healing back pain or the mind body prescription. Um, there's some a lot of really unique correlations for people that have long haul symptoms. I'm just going to say that there's so many parallels. So these books would be really helpful for someone, you know, that's dealing with that as Mm -hmm. well. Um, and, and like I said, for me, it has been, um, so powerful to get, um, just a reset. It feels like this amazing reset on my mind and body. You got anything else to say, Tim? Um, I don't think so. So I think one more thing I'd love to share or just kind of discuss is this idea of, okay, so you are dealing with back pain and it flares up or a headache and it flares up and you're like, I'm not angry. What What is your advice for someone that's like, I'm not angry. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I feel like that's something you would say. So yeah, uh, well, it's the same advice I give our son, and I said in past podcast, ask yourself. I, I did this. Um, this is unrelated to this, but I'll get back to it. I'll, I will answer Promise. your question. I'm not dodging. Promise. You. Um, there was something that we were doing for our business or for our personal life. And, um, I was just it was really bothering me. Like I didn't have, I didn't know what to do, how to do it. I mean, I knew generally what to do, but I know when was the right time. And I, are you talking about buying crypto? I am talking about buying crypto. <laughs> um, back to, back to it. And I dropped the kids off at school and I was coming back home and I just asked myself, what do I do? Or what, what is the right, if you don't know the right question, what's the question to ask? Like, what do I do? And like, before I could finish the thought, it was patience. That's all I heard was patience. Mm -hmm. I thought, be patient. And I'd gotten home and I was telling you about it. And then the thing was resolved. Yeah. It was already resolved. Um, What does it have to do? Oh, asking yourself. So (laughs) the advice I give our son is you said, I'm not angry or whatever. Ask yourself. Am I angry? What am I angry about? You can't lie to yourself. You can lie to everyone else. You can, you can frame it in a different way, but you can't lie to yourself. You know, it's well, that I, one thing. And like, you've asked me before, like when I've had a headache, like what happened? And I'm like, nothing. And you just kind of look at me like, okay, I got mad because our daughter wouldn't get dressed and get ready. And I was getting irritated because we're going to be late. And I don't like being late. And I don't like being late. So, I mean... If you're totally honest, you can go back to that point and, and answer it. That's what I was going to suggest. Maybe the term anger or rage. Like, no, I don't feel that yeah. way. Okay, but what was a bit disappointing? What was mildly frustrating? What I mean, was... that's the thing we've been doing. Every time that we get a headache or some sort of pain or some sort of ailment, we just be honest. What was the thing? Yeah. What was the emotional conflict yeah. that I was experiencing that maybe set my whole system out of it's energetic. And, and I, I would share an example. I can't think of an example, but there was probably an example where it was too embarrassing. Like I was mad. The dishwasher was loaded wrong or whatever, you know, something that I couldn't bring myself to tell you because yeah. it's so embarrassing, but I can't lie to myself. Like I knew that. Right. Like, yeah. So I think that, and that's it, good enough just to bring the awareness from yourself. Right. You don't have to share point it out. Yeah. Significant other or whatever. And I think that can also be something that happens during your time meditating. Sure. Potentially it could be on a walk where you ask yourself, okay, what's really bothering me? Or mm-hmm. even at the page when you're writing it out. Or ask your future self, how'd we get past this? How'd you get past this? <laughs> what you got for me, future mm-hmm. self? All good tips. And you can tell your past self how you got past the thing they're worried about. Definitely. <laughs> okay. I think we're going to wrap it up. Yep. This week's episode has been brought to you by our four mood probiotics. As you know, by now you can find those over on amazon.com, walmart.com, or directly from our shop, which is shop.liftednaturals.com. A lot of people do ask us where should they buy to most support our business? And we always respond with, please do buy where you prefer to buy. Uh, because by purchasing on those bigger stores, that's Amazon and walmart.com, uh, that sends important signals to those big box boys that, uh, our brand is legit and important and real. Um, and of course, yes, when you buy from us directly, we love that too. So as always, we appreciate you listening and we'll catch you next week on the Lifted Life podcast. Bye.